This is Everything Elite, the world's first and best All Elite Wrestling podcast. It's AB. I'm saying it with my chest. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Mike Spears. What's up, Mike? Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Mike Spears. Aaron's chest was fully puffed up like he was a little Robin out there, you know, trying to show it <laughs> off with that intro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Uh, and Nate, of course, is also here, aka Epitasis. How you doing, Nate? What's up? Doing good. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, because you threw to Mike first here on this episode, I hope that you threw to me first on the first episode. Otherwise, this would be unfair. Well... Because we just did an episode two nights ago, I knew that I threw to you first on the last episode. I usually can't remember over a week, but this one I knew. So yeah, a table stopped counting at some point, but maybe he'll go back. Yeah. And Long time ago, I think. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, like oh, hundred well, episodes I, ago. I know both of us hit fifty, Nate. But okay. after that, I don't know where it got with us because it was a race for fifty for a while. Table had us like at forty-eight, forty-eight, then forty-nine, forty-eight. It got tight. Mm. Well, I'm very dumb, and I had a hard time uh, keeping up with what I'd done the last time. So, <laughs> if you have if you haven't heard yet, then first you're thinking, "Why the fuck is an episode coming out on Friday night?" Very strange. Uh, Murder Brian reported the news. <laughs> uh, if you didn't see it, uh, but the reason we're here on a Friday night is this will be the last episode of Everything Elite. Um. I mean, I guess we can say for now, but I, I assume it's the last episode. We'll see what happens. So, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about, like, that first? Or do you want to talk about <laughs> Rampage first? Probably that first, <laughs> that's, right? That's the news, so, I guess. So, how is the play, Miss Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, look. We've always been pretty open uh, yeah. on our podcast. So, I'll just I'll just give you the straight dope, as they say. Uh, this morning, Friday morning, I text the guys, or I didn't text the guys, I DM the guys. I said, hey, uh, you know, I think it's time for me to move on from the podcast. Basically, I just, uh, my wife and I are starting a, a clothing reselling shop online, and that's taking Hold up on, a lot Aaron. of- say, say it right. Say my wife right, please. My wife. There we go. One last time. And so that uh, takes up a lot of time. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but you know, I'm definitely like at a loss of free time. That's not a, a, the right way to say a thing, but you guys know what I mean. And I think everybody's noticed that I haven't loved AEW much lately. Uh, so it's just started to become more of a chore. And, uh, I asked my therapist about it, <laughs> see what she thought. <laughs> and, uh, she told me it didn't sound like I was doing anyone any favors by, uh, doing something that. I uh, wasn't having as fun of a time doing. So, so uh, did, did you finally tell her about the show, like the show's name? It, like as soon as she said, I don't think you're having fun. It's probably a, a good time to reassess. She's like, okay. In that, in that case, uh, since, since we might be ending it, it's a, it's everything elite. And no, 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 no. I did not. Like I, she knows it's about wrestling. She knows we do it on Wednesday nights. Uh, but no, I haven't told her what it's called. I probably won't. In fact, but anyway, I said that, and then the guys basically said, all right, well, <laughs> let's just move on. And uh, it quickly, we're here, and we've decided to to move on. So I don't know what you guys want to add, but uh, jump in. 
Yeah, not much to add, probably. Well, I say that, and then probably we'll talk for 10 minutes about it. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, but, you know, I, I remember at some point on this show, or our Patreon episode, it's like, yeah, you know, I love talking uh, with my friends here about wrestling. Um, but I, I don't like doing things, you know. I hate having obligations. <laughs> you know, as soon as anything becomes, like, an obligation, then it's basically work. And, you know, if, if I'm anything, I'm against work. So, um, you know, uh, have uh, been able now to look forward to, like, watching AEW without the need to create content for it and just not nick- nitpicking it and, you know, tuning in and out when I feel like and just having that additional freedom. Really looking forward to going to the New Japan show now uh, and just being able to enjoy that as a fan and not, you know, have to rush home and get on a call or whatever it is. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. Um, it's a little, you know, I, I've fantasized about quitting my job and just like <laughs> being a total bum for like a month, you know, and just uh, how much joy I would probably get out of that, you know, for like two weeks and then I would probably be miserable, I'm sure. Uh, but so I'm getting a little bit of jolt from that, a little bit of a jolt from just the, the joy of uh, canceling plans um but yeah and also i think our our mission has been uh achieved because we had two very good women's matches on a single show and that uh i think reflects our influence on tony and the product uh so you know are we are they ever going to do better than that i doubt it so we may as well uh tap out at a high point um and yeah um i i didn't quit first aaron quit first so that's a w for me uh and if you know uh oh not yeah you know so we said this in the discord uh, and people had very nice things to say. So I do want to give like a very genuine thank you to our patrons, not only for supporting us on the Patreon for this long and giving us actual money uh, and for being cool in the discord and everything, but for just saying very nice and sweet things about how much they enjoyed the show, how much they enjoy us. Um, you know, not, not something that, a normal person kind of gets in the course of their job or whatever, where it's just like, here's some things I like about you. And it's like, well, that's nice to hear. Um, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to uh, murder. Brian, always one of our big boosters and supporters. Uh, so I want to shout him out also. Um, yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, where to start up uh, as someone that has, uh, taken over a podcast before that you know you've participated in your co-host but then you're kind of like left it and having to essentially reboot it i think that the best decision for all of us was just kind of you know this will be 175 if we actually number it that's a nice big round number i like those so if we weren't going to do 200 175 you know that works for me and yeah a couple people I just want to like thank off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I know Nate and Aaron have kind of brought this up, uh, but like personally, I I've always like have had a mindset of when I like to do shows, right. Or anything like this, or even like when I would be like doing movies that if I enjoy what I'm creating, then I have a feeling and, and I'm, I'm trying not to be too, nasal gazy I, I hate being this but like i have the idea that if i enjoy what i'm doing then odds are someone out there who will find it will enjoy it too and the trust that i mean three years guys three and a half years of like a patron and 
always like other than COVID, always growing. Like before we decided this, we're like, okay, what's going to be our next name? But like the trust that everyone put in us, that it's like, hey, here's our money. We like what you do. Now go do it. Is honestly one of the more affirming things that I think. I, I not to speak for Aaron or Nate at all. It was one more one of the more affirming things, at least while I've been doing work or whatever you want to call it on this side of like wrestling. Shows, it was one of the more cool and affirming things. I would like to thank all of our patrons for putting the trust in us for three years. I mean, hell think about like all the, like the, and not to slam like, you know, this, but like three years, always growing, like, like never really like actually arguing just be like, you know what? This seems like the right time and wouldn't really want to continue with it. It's the right move. But also Brian has been, I, I at least like personally, one of my biggest supporters. And like, whenever I like need to like poke his, poke inside his brain about kind of stuff he's been nothing more than the sweet guy that we all know him as and i just wanted to make sure to thank brian for this because i don't think we would have gone nearly this far or it's gone this long if it wasn't for murder brian saying hey guys uh you got something you should go see what happens with it and i just wanted to make sure to point that out before we get into serious sad talks well, I'm not intending to do those, um, if I can avoid it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know, we, um, yeah, like you said, not to, not to, uh, cast aspersions on any other podcast, but a lot of people do podcasts and a lot of people work hard on podcasts and, you know, just don't happen to luck into a listenership or whatever. So certainly all, you know, all of our non-patron listeners, thanks for listening. If you, you know, gave us a positive review or, you know, told somebody about the show. Thank you for that. Uh, and, you know, we're building off the work really uh, that Aaron and Aaron Taub did on Everything Evolves. Uh, so shout out to Aaron Taub. Uh, shout out to the VOW guys, Rich and Joe. Uh, Rich, you know, popped in the Discord to say some nice things. So that was very kind as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, uh, been a been a fun time. Um, and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to having my Wednesday nights and weekends uh, more available to burn playing whatever new obsession I have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I will be remiss if we don't shout out AT, uh, who is uh, a very dear person to me. And, you know, we're going to be hanging out at Double or Nothing. So, you know, I'm still going to be uh, at things. Patrick Cosmos reached out and was like, I hope we're still going to hang out and stuff it's like well yeah i'm still gonna come to shows i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna be at the uh i'm even gonna be at the new japan show so i'll, I'll i'm at everything i'm there e I'll, I'll be there let's hang out yeah I, I i don't want to like make plans for us but i wouldn't be surprised if we around all out have some sort of thing you know like what we did last year like i could see that happening so we'll see yeah, if if you're yeah. a patron and I guess if you're in our discord, you've already seen it, but, uh, we're going to, it's going to stay closed, but we're going to keep our discord going. So if you were a patron as of today, basically <laughs> we're going to keep it going. Uh, and if you're a patron and you're listening and you're like, well, what the fuck? Uh, it's May 6th. We're going to refund everybody's money from May. So, uh, don't worry about that. We'll get that to you, uh, through, through Patreon. So that'll be good. Um, I guess I don't need to just thank everyone that you all already thanked. Uh, so I won't repeat everything. Uh, but you all are right that it is, it does feel nice. It was nice seeing everybody be so 
kind uh, in the Discord. And then now I'm seeing people on Twitter post very nice things about our show. Uh, and that's cool. It's funny, like, I try to be P- Mr. PMA, but they you say, like, yeah, a lot of people don't even get a, uh, a listenership. You know, there are definitely times where I was like, damn, I, I wish this would blow up. You know, I wish, like, how can we grow this more? Uh, but we did pretty freaking well. I mean, all things considered. Uh, and I think, Mike, when you're talking about three years, we have some people who've been patrons since literally the first day of our Patreon and have, have never stopped. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, I know our friends like Kara and Tharos uh, and Oat have all been patrons since day one. So there's a, a lot of people who have just made this uh, a very fun trip. And, you know, most of all, it's been... Mike and Nate, who have made it a very fun trip. Even when I haven't enjoyed AW as much, it's been a blast. It's always fun talking with you guys. And honestly, during COVID, I think you all saved me a lot because like when COVID was really hot, you know, we weren't seeing people very much. And it's like, well, I still got some sort of personal interaction every week uh, or often twice a week. So uh, it was really helpful. Uh, so I don't know, it's... it's It's just been a blast. Uh, I wish if I have any regrets, it's if anyone thinks I, um, if anyone thinks I regretted what I said about Bobby Fish, just no regrets about that for sure. So my only regret is people thinking I have regrets. Yeah. Mm. We should have called this EE addresses their enemies (laughs) as a final episode. Well, I'll, I'll uh, just say, first and foremost, Tony Khan. We we've got a lot of things to talk <laughs> about. Say, you not returning emails. Tony Khan is probably he's the fucking Miami Dolphins team. He's popping. Oh wow! Bottles yeah. tonight. Uh, the, the, you're going to think that they actually like went above a million on dynamite with those with that kind of talk. I know. Glad that the the podcast that calls them out is is going away. But no, I want to keep it positive. We've had fun, and I think. I think our plan yeah um going forward is that I think I found that what I really enjoy most is doing like deep dives or historical stuff like we've been doing on the Patreon with our this is sting uh <laughs> you know never ending series and we're going to finish that if you're a patron or if you're just interested in it if you've seen stuff about it we're going to finish that series, Mike and I are, and I think we'll just go ahead and put up the first two on yeah. our free feed and stay subscribed to the free feed if you are, because Mike and I basically are just going to, if we think of something we want to do, we're going to throw it up. No promises, no set schedule, no nothing, but just if we want to do something sometimes, uh, I don't know, Nate probably just wants to play video games, but if he ever decides he wants to do something, we got a feed to put it on. So yeah, uh, just don't expect uh other than this is thing part three and four don't expect anything immediately after that and you know keep just keep it on your podcatcher and occasionally the e boys will have a gift for you and you know that's kind of the next evolution it's kind of just doing what interests us on a more sporadic basis so yeah and just i i've said this in the discord but for patrons wanting the back catalog uh just DM me or make a post in the Discord. It will be available to to patrons. So the stuff isn't going away. That's a personal thing for me. I don't believe in 
locking up content after you know it's had its value. So we'll make sure that those are out there too. All right, I guess that's all the stuff about uh, the show ending and the show moving on. So this is a show about AEW. We're going to talk about uh, Rampage from tonight. Luckily, it uh, started early, so we all got to watch it, and we can podcast before it's too late at night. So uh, let's let's go through this episode of Rampage. Uh, kicked off with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Uh, and Tony got the pin on Britt Baker. So big win for Tony Storm in this match. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, I, so I didn't watch a lot of the wrestling on this show super closely. Um, <laughs> but it was really good. You know, you get like Tony and Jamie in there uh, and they start going at each other with intensity. Uh, and it just kind of pops differently than... Um, you know, uh, uh, a lower level of women's match that we sometimes see. Yeah, this is something that whenever Tony and Jamie were in the ring, you saw everyone look better. Like Tony with uh, Britt, uh, Jamie with Ruby Soho. When it was Britt versus Ruby Soho, it's kind of what we've seen. And if anything, I feel like each time I see Ruby Soho, I feel like each time she's getting a step more and more slow in comparison to the rest of the people in the ring. So I... Really, the, the Jamie and Tony Storm stuff, excellent stuff. It's just, you know, if, if that was the whole match, but we're going to get that in the tournament, so that, that'll be nice to see. Ruby Slow-Mo. Ah! <laughs> that was a weird voice. Should, 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 should we do one round of Aaron before we go tonight? <laughs> yes. Yeah, at the end, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I Stunning that if you do a tag match and you put two women in it who are really good and you just kind of go fast paced with the match and some people hit each other hard. Uh, I, it'll be good. Like that's, that's wild. Hard to imagine. Thank you, Tony, for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, what about the, the report that stardom is not interested in Britt Baker. They want Tony, Jamie, Ty, and somebody else. Sheeta. Cheetah, what was didn't the was the original report also by Dave Meltzer or was that just an assumption people made? It, it was from from off the board, I thought. So yeah, I okay. think it was from Dave. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, he corrected his own report. Um, you know that all computes except uh, you know the the question mark that I raised last time about Sheeta and Stardom and why to this point she's uh, never had any involvement with them would be. Curious and interested in that. Uh, Mayu Iwatani seemingly going on excursion with her SWA title belt. Uh, but I think maybe headed to Europe. But, uh, you know, certainly they're they're teasing more uh, international involvement. Well, Mayu kind of has to get out of Japan for that title belt with, like, I think it's only Thekla and Julia who qualify. Well, I guess, I, I guess Suri as well qualify as not, as also not Japanese for the SWA title for those who don't know, has to be fought between two people from different native countries. So Mayu kind of got to go. But yeah, uh, I, I think it's very funny. It's it's people who have worked in Japan before, uh, the, the Japanese wrestlers, and then Tai Conti, because Tai Conti says she wanted to face Julia. Like, like that's the only justification for her. It's not like, hey, uh, 
she could really learn. She she's someone that I think would become a big star over here, which she could. But it was oh, Julia wants to face her because she said her name, which must be nice. Must be nice. Speaking of wrestling in Europe, uh, we should talk about our buddy Stokely Hathaway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think he's. Um, what did he say? He's going to NXT UK soon. Is that? That's right. Uh, that's right. He also said, "If you if you want to hide for any reason, go to NXT UK." Yeah, it was a good clip doing stand up now. Um, you know, another guy who, uh, you know, said nice things about the original incarnation of this podcast, um, and now is uh, did a stand up set saying he's not in wrestling at the moment, but maybe he comes back for the right price. And, you know, uh, you, you can all fantasy book him managing any number of people in AEW. So uh, that'd be sick. Yeah, the, the, it definitely got the vibe of that. He realizes that being a manager, there's only so many spots for him. I mean, but one can hope. I mean, much better Mike Talker than everyone, but like the top five people in AEW. Like, and... Nate, uh, not not to blow up your spot, was a name thrown around before they announced the promotion? Oh, sure, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been good then too, but I think it was probably already in the famous evolved NXT pipeline. Oh, what a pipeline it was. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe Stoke will show up um, here, but we'll we'll miss it. I mean, we won't miss it. We'll still see it. We just won't be here to talk about it. Okay. What was next on the show? We had, oh, Eddie Kingston called in to talk to Chris Jericho. Uh, He says when he got home after being uh, fireballed, I don't think that's really a proper verb. Nope. That's probably nomenclature. He got fireballed. All right. His wife was crying and that will be burned in his eyes forever. So now... This is serious between him and Jericho. He's going to hurt him. His wife of 20 years. And there was a lot of discussion in the Discord that he has not previously claimed to have a wife. Right. Yeah. He's talked about making stuff up before. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking pro wrestler. What do you expect? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, I credit Eddie Kings to that, you know, uh, some new factoid seemingly cut from whole cloth. Uh, just, you know, sells it immediately and sounds entirely genuine and real and sincere when delivering it. Um, I do wonder if we go back, you know, there was famously the, uh, was it the bunny and QT both having segments on AEW television about their, uh, their other life partners and then getting involved in a romance angle. It's like, you already acknowledged on TV, (laughs) these people are married or whatever. So I, I wonder if Eddie's you know, been uh, talked about as not married for 20 years previously. I love it. I love it. Uh, and then we had Tony Nice backstage with Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, he wants a match. He wants to face someone who's undefeated, give them their first loss in AEW. I was hoping it was going to be Jade Cargill, but it's actually going to be Dan Housen. Well, something I won't miss having to sit through Tony Nee segment. <laughs> nope. I can, I can safely just get up and do something else when Tony Nee comes on the screen. Uh, next we had hook versus JD Drake. 
It was a quick one. Uh, Hook winning with the red rum. Danhausen came out. He told Hook he wanted to have him in his corner. Hook pushed him down. Danhausen tried to give him some chips, and Hook did not accept. It was a sick suplex Hook threw on J.D. Drake in this match. You know, was maybe the single best thing on the entire episode. Yeah, Hook headbutted a chop, and that was raw. And at that point, I was like, all right, so... I've already kind of grown uh, accepting the fact that Hook's going to be the runaway 2022 Rookie of the Year, but that's the kind of stuff that makes me feel a little better about that when he beats Takuma Fujiwara. And then we had FTR backstage talking about uh, the Owen Cup, and they just made it fucking text that it is uh, just a proxy war between who's better, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. With him and Adam Cole. Yeah. Full face turn. <laughs> I don't care anymore. You know, there was there was a time when I would have been like, well, Brett, Brett was better. You know, Brett uh Brett represents the the better philosophy of wrestling, the better historical record in wrestling. Uh but now I'm tired of Brett. So Yeah, uh it Brett resigned. Uh, celebrate Owen. L- like at, at a certain point, yeah, the Brett and Sean stuff was cute. Now it's just like okay, whatever. Like discernment's for his brother. Like, like focus. Like they do bring up the Hart family uh, a lot in this, but at a certain point, I'm just like y'all know that Brett Hart's still alive and Owen Hart isn't, right? Like that's kind of why we're doing this. this is the big deal about his widow coming in here yeah. finally doing like this like yeah yeah celebrate that celebrate that don't celebrate the the brother who who has written such a tough game then always goes back to Vince McMahon in recent years yeah yeah uh FTR turned face fully in this okay I mean yeah like I we all gotta work I get it we all gotta make a paycheck but this guy literally killed your brother <laughs> like Jesus yeah. Christ have some self-respect. It's not I like mean, he couldn't go get a paycheck from AEW if he wanted to. Right. And I mean, they tried to. Yeah, so yeah, I just don't fucking get it at all. I, I mean, the one thing that I hope people could take from the show is that a better wrestling is possible, but a lot of people want to ch- trip over their dicks to prevent that from happening. It's true. Uh, but... We also got another gift from the Hart family on this show because there was an Owen qualifier that was Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho. Uh, Riho won with an inside roll. And I, I'm just so pleased that this match was on the last show that we're going to cover, considering that I literally wanted to do this show because I thought they were going to have <laughs> like Joshi matches all the time. <laughs> I know, Aaron. I remember why I, I why I did the show. Uh yes, the uh, OWE, Pro- the proud hearts, the the love hearts, <laughs> the good hearts, the, the good, good hearts. hearts. So I, I'm pleased that this match was here because it, you know, fulfilled the promise that was AW. But also, the match was just a, a lot of fun. What you would expect from two very good pro wrestlers. Yes, in the immortal words of uh, Brandy Rhodes, there will be a women's division. <laughs> uh taz was really selling the merry-go-round which really popped me taz should call every joshi match but i feel like i said that three years ago 
It was good. It was great. Like the best match I think they've had on Rampage in weeks. Yeah, really fun match. Um, you know, they're always good at sweeting these crowds on the tape shows, but it seemed like it was also very hot for this match. And, you know, Riho was always over in her initial run and then, you know, had an injury, had COVID, disappeared for a while. Um, you know, it would be nice to see that they can get her back online and, and make it so, like, every, you know, when you lose the women's championship, it doesn't make you a total forgotten quantity. This is a tough one for me because I love Dark Riho. You know, Riho and the black gear is sick. But, you know, she was wearing the blue and white gear, which had a special place in my heart. So this was hard for me. That's why we need to book her more often so she can wear all the different gears. Um, and, you know, I can just be happy regardless. Tony, we know you're listening to this one. You'd be making so much dumb money if you would just have Riho doing checkies somewhere within a drivable distance with Aaron. Just easy <laughs> revenue stream. Yeah. If I don't know how much. I mean, uh, she does. Now, she doesn't do anything in English, does she? Uh, no. Uh, she tweets apparently. She tweets occasionally. She tweeted the other day. I'm fantastic. <laughs> That's right. she is a very good twitter just because it's I, like random stuff and then i'm fantastic yeah i just want to check you with riho in the blue and white gear uh and i want her to write i rock kentucky blue on the checky that's it we'll pay i don't know uh, uh, you'll pay we'll pay you'll pay no i i, I meant will pay as a uh, will pay will pay so sarah's getting in on this is what you're saying sarah's no, no, no. This. I mean, W-I-L-L. I'm just from Kentucky, so it's hard for me to... Oh, we'll pay. Yes, I will pay. That was my attempt at a Dusty. It was Wheel. Good. Wheel. I'll pay. I mean, we're. I'm in the hundreds of dollars easy for this. <laughs> I, I almost paid $800 for an Ultramanist Black Mask once. That's a lot. Yeah. It's, it, it, don't go to that level. I probably wouldn't. I, I wanted to buy in Japan the Io Shirai mask from the match where she lost the title to Momo. Wasn't it like 1500 Yeah, something like that. I just couldn't bring myself to do it, but I wanted to. They okay. are cool masks. Yeah. yeah. But then what do you do? You know, I've got a Pentagon to Phoenix mask that just still sits here on this couch in my office here. Uh, and I don't really have any, you know, I don't really want to pin them on the wall. So they just kind of sit here atop this couch. You need some weird masks. I have some weird masks. I could send you a couple of weird masks right now. How weird I, are you talking? I, I don't know what that could mean. I can't imagine <laughs> what what makes a mask especially weird. Yeah, Mike. Let us yeah. Tell us. Oh, what makes a weird mask? You know, yeah. you, you don't have normal eye holes. You you have things over the eye holes. That that's a different mask. That's kind of weird. Uh, uh, crazy colors on it. I'm right now looking at my. <sighs> sounds pretty normal to me. Yeah, I'm looking at my cybernetic. Do you want me to grab my cybernetic masks to see if you could describe if it's weird or not? Okay, for a mask to be weird to me, it's going to have to have some kind of a fixed feeding tube on it. Does it have an affixed <laughs> feeding tube? No, the but it does fuck? have a bunch of horns and various colored tassels that make no sense. Okay, these, these are all normal masks. Uh, the one, Shun Skywalker, he had a pretty weird mask, right? Did he have the... Oh, he had a full face mask. Yeah, like like did where the mesh a, went over his uh, his face. Did he have like tentacles hanging down over his chest? Yeah, yeah. He that, okay. 
You still have tentacles. Okay, if tentacles. you get one of those, I'll qualify that as weird. I mean, do you know how much I go to the Dragon Gate online store, Nate, to see when they put masks up? Do you, do we really want to bear my soul in that way on our last episode? <laughs> Folks, for that, you'll have to tune into Mike's other podcast, Open the Voice Gate. That's right. I, I, I am not the one on Open the Voice Gate who almost got hustled by a 50-year-old Ultimo Dragon to pay $600 for his mask. You know, there's a there's a level of uh, fame and significance where that becomes a appropriate amount to charge for a mask. So that's right. We had Sean Spears talking about Wardlow. I uh, does this thing about how they've built Wardlow up. He thinks he's a, you know, he could beat all the giants. And he says, Wardlow, you think you're Superman? Well, here comes Kryptonite. And we see a chair that says giant killer on it. Yep. Is Thank it, you, Sean Spears. Just Wardlow versus Sean Spears. Is that what they're going to do? Did he kill a giant at some point? Or is that just a, a misdirect for the chair? Is that? Is Randy I, Orton coming in? The legend killer? Oh, yeah. That was legend killer. It, it would have to be Paul White. I mean, that's the only giant legend they have there. I, I don't want Paul White to die at Randy Orton's hands, guys. I don't want Randy Ooh, Orton in here. I can't think of any. Was Spike Dudley, did he have a giant killer gimmick? Mikey Whipwreck did. Mikey Whipwreck? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Rey Mysterio? I guess, Ray. But like it, it was less of like little guy versus big guy it just kind of became a thing because that's the case of him in every match. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see mm. what comes of it. It feels yeah. It feels like they said giant killer, and then it's like, well, the chair, the chair kills giants because it's yeah. a chair. That was he has, chair he has a low giant. rate of success with that chair, really. <laughs> he does. It's just Cody, really. Uh, Dan Lambert, man, men of the year, came out. Uh, Ethan Page was talking about Sammy. Doesn't really care for him. Frankie Kazarian came out and he's like, hey, you're basically Sammy, Ethan. And this led to Kaz talking about Scorpio and how he's the only one he respects out of that bunch. And so they were building to the eventual Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian match for the TNT title. Good to see the man who's bringing the U back, Dan Lambert, get on here and brag about being from Miami instead of Baltimore. That was fun. Yep, that was the peak of this. I mean, the NCAA is super mad at the U right now, Nate. And yeah, well, it's because he's uh, he's bringing the U back too hard, and whenever that happens, the, the NCAA gets all uh, gets all heated. Yeah, if there's one lesson from everything elite is just know that when the university of Miami football team looks like is back, the NCAA will find a reason for it not to be back. And then the cycle will continue into right. the, until Miami goes underwater, which if you ask Sebastian Vettel, it's going to be 2060. Seems That's very right. optimistic there, Seb. The first underwater grand prix. <laughs> uh, jungle boy attacked Ricky Starks out at commentary. That's it. They're building up to their FTW title match. And then we had the main event that saw Kanosuke Takeshita versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, I think, won with the lethal injection. Yeah. Yep. After interference. Okay, that's what I thought I saw, but then somebody was talking about an O'Connor role in the Discord, and I was like, 
Did I fucking miss that? It, there was an O'Connor role that he kicked out of, and then I think before he was even on his feet, Jay Lethal was like mid-lethal injection. Right, right. After the match, you know, we had our, our classic AEW post-match attack. Uh, the best friends came out to make the save. And buddy, a thing I did not know I wanted, we got a Satnam Singh Orange Cassidy face off. Uh, that would sell me a ticket to any arena in the world to watch that match. Samoa Joe came out also. They held him back. Yeah, I gotta say, I really enjoyed this match a pretty good amount. Um, you know, Takeshi to, in a spot right now where uh, I enjoy his work uh, and I have not seen him 200 times. You know, I've seen him probably like five or six times. So, uh, you know, he still has a lot of things that can surprise me and uh, little things to latch on to uh, that make me get invested throughout the match as it goes on. Uh, he really lays his elbow shots in very effectively. Um, and yeah, Jay Lethal was a good guy to have him have in here with him for his TV debut. Because, uh, you know, Lethal does just some little transitions and stuff that do show that, you know, this is not a not one of these guys who's fresh out of wrestling school and, uh, you know, has a lot of a lot of fire and a lot of potential, um, but, you know, doesn't doesn't have a thousand matches on their resume where they've just learned all these little in-between moments. You know, he did like a step over reversal into a figure four. That was pretty neat. Um, so, yeah, I like this. Uh, Takeshita did get like a visual pinfall on Jay Lethal because, uh, you know, they like protecting people and, you know, you probably want to protect Takeshita. He's a former world champion of his promotion. And, it, hey, it seems like they have some kind of plans for him and how they've been building him up thus far. So, yeah, pretty good little main event. Yeah, Takeshita, if they, if they actually would handle him right, which I think we have enough evidence to have skepticism there, could be a big star. Like his in-ring work has improved so much over the years of me watching him that, like, he looked like a he looked like a TV wrestler having a main event match, and it was excellent. And I liked the like he's someone that I feel like is a little things guy, and. I think that played off with Jay Lethal. Like this was probably the Jay Lethal match I've most enjoyed in close to a decade. I want to say like Jay Lethal won the title against uh, Jay Briscoe in what 2012, 2013. So close to a decade. I mean, I I, I thought it was I, I thought it worked across the board. I just like to catch the like having him in these spots, or having a good match is a good thing. But he needs to like to prove that like this is going to be like an excursion where he matters. People like Jay Lethal is someone who eventually you want to see him picking up wins against. So that that will be the thing, at least for me personally, I'm keeping an eye on with him on this excursion because, you know, it's a big thing to be successful on this kind of excursion. He's someone who already has had such immense success that, you know, if he doesn't show back up in DDT whenever he returns for good and doesn't at least have like some random tournament win or some short tile run, they're going to view that as like, not as successful as it could have been. So good start for Takeshita. Want to see them actually show some care with him on this excursion that I am prone to believe won't happen. I simply would have had him beat Jay Lethal, I think. But... Yeah, just bypass my problem altogether, have him <laughs> beat him with the jumping high. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought Joe was going to get involved and, you know, do a distraction or whatever. But, you know, it, it's fine for Takeshi at this point. It's his first TV match. You know, they want to expose him, you know, see what kind of reactions he gets, see how he comes across on TV. Uh, and Jay Lethal's, you know, been pushed in this company, uh, at least in terms of time, if not wins, uh, but now has this whole unit behind him. So, uh, you know, not a not an unexpected result where it would disappoint me. Uh, but yeah, Mike is right that, you know, if it's going to be a success in the push, then Jay Lethal is the kind of guy that he should be beating. Not now necessarily, but in, you know, three months. I mean, with how this roster is getting two, three months at the most, like if they want this to be success or viewed as a success, that's the kind of stuff that has to happen. You know, the thing the listeners are really missing out on with the podcast ending is we were about to bring back the ball ads. <laughs> we were very right. close. As soon as whenever there's been any bit of consternation with the show it has been around the ball ads. So it's fitting. <laughs> it's, uh, we would have already brought them back and then had to break our contract with them. Except that I said I, I said we should haggle and go back and ask for more money. <laughs> that's a shoot brother <laughs> they were like mm, no, no we think this is about our max for you guys <laughs> and then we decided that's it we're done how dare that's right. you that's the real reason is uh we got lowballed by manscaped <laughs> Low I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like i'm never responding to the email <laughs> just, I'm, I'm gonna keep that email box open we're just gonna leave that on red yeah, I love that. <laughs> What's funny is I sent the email back that was like, okay, how about this price? And then I got no response. And then I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> did you get that email? <laughs> and this was before the holidays last year. Well, so I emailed them like right after we uh, moved out on our own, uh, left our parents' house. And I never heard back. And then like a couple of weeks ago, they're like, oh, hey, this email went to spam. You still want to work with us? <laughs> <laughs> so when I went back and said like, well, how about this? And she didn't respond. I was like, hey, uh, just in case this this uh, went to spam, uh, just just wanted to check again. Uh, and she's like, We're... no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, okay. I, I You didn't respond back to her after that one, right? No, 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 no. I... I, I, I think you should wait six months and then go and say, oh, yeah, this was in our spam mail. Uh, well, we, we pass. Don't give them any sort of reasoning or actual justification that the show ended five months before that. No, you just six months later, you know, like this, like you, you, you just got fun with it. Just got fun. I know, but what if I could have gotten a a uh, whatever? What is it? Are they on the 4.0 now? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up with. uh what was the, yeah i think it, i have the, a three yeah right? i ended up with a two and a three by the end of it yeah if there's a four see there is a four i Damn know it. we've done reads for the four. Oh, okay <laughs> that sure. sounds right we're just ensuring whatever future content we may make will never be sponsored <laughs> that's okay again we're addressing all of our enemies tonight i had plenty go. of fun not doing ad reads for the last <laughs> several months so yeah it was nice uh well if you're if you're not a patron this is what world tour was like <laughs> <You try laughs> this, really was pretty, hard. this was pretty normal for a world yeah. tour 
pretty yeah, hard to find was. things to say about the hour-long rampage usually. Although this was a, a quite a good episode compared to what it has been recently. Yeah, but the most we can get is about half hour. Yeah. Yeah. I always go an hour. But not tonight. Mr. Stamina over here. Hey, Stamina Monster. I always go an hour, he says. That's right. 60-minute podcast, man. Some people don't like that. (laughs) Mm, Maybe that's what you hear. (laughs) That's what they always (laughs) tell me. (laughs) I I, I mean, I ask the streets what's up, and they say sometimes an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Yeah. Sometimes in the hood barbershop, they tell me. <laughs> they only like half an hour. So, all right. Well, no point in stretching it out, I guess. Um, it's also what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you hear, Aaron? <laughs> yes. Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Nate, one more. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope if anyone was worried that there was like uh, issues between us or something that was causing this to happen, they will have listened to this episode and realized that no, they really really much are. They're all insane. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> nothing has changed. <laughs> the, the, these assholes have done this for 175 times. We're not changed. We did not change. We're just this dumb. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, I well, I meant to say we well, didn't quite make it, but May 18 was the day of the first episode of uh, Everything Evolves. Oh. Oh. So, oh, the other uh, Okay. Almost yeah. five years of EE podcasting. Pretty well. Okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. I'm sure you'll hear our stupid voices again. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, if you listen all the way through this and the other many episodes, we really appreciate it. We love you all. I love Mike and Nate. I'm so glad that we got to do this. And uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out soon. We love you. We love y'all. We'll see y'all down the road. Those were kisses from me. He looks insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to end. Bye, everyone.